broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. And once again, welcome to Chattanooga Business Radio. Brian Joyce, that is my name, and I'm the host of the show. We are broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center in downtown Chattanooga. And my guest on this program is Tiffany Malapanis, and Tiffany is the owner of a business here in Tennessee called Positivity. And Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I am guessing from the spelling of your business, Positivity, this is a combination of your name plus tea. So you specialize in herbal teas, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, so talk a little bit about Positivity. What is it? So Positivity is an organic herbal blending company. Um, Currently, I'm the only one that does any blending, but hopefully, eventually, that'll grow a little bit. The concept is positive tiff and tea. So basically, my goal is to pass on positive energy with every cup of tea. So Fantastic. Now, yeah. why tea? How did you get involved, interested in tea? About, I don't know, 12 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, I started studying herbal medicine and holistic health. And when I started studying herbal medicine, I realized that there was kind of a gap in the market where it was very difficult to find some more healing herbs like mullein, marshmallow root, things like that. And then to top it off, it was harder to find high quality sources of these. So I started blending for myself just in terms of my own health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And I just got really weirdly into it because I'm one of those people. (laughs) And um, when I was in school, a couple of friends of mine that were roommates and a bunch of family members were just like, hey, you should do something with this. You're always making us blends and they're always delicious. Mm-hmm. So off a of whim, one summer I had like $250 in my pocket from working a lot. And I was like, you could buy like clothes or waste this on something you don't need. Right. Or you could start a business. So there you go. I started Positivity, and I assumed it wouldn't really go anywhere, but it kind of took off, so that was kind of cool. To anybody who's listening to the program who is not, uh, say, a disciple of tea, you know, so many people, they do speak of the health benefits, the positive benefits, um, but I want to talk about that, but also talk about the different kinds of teas. I mean, you obviously specialize in, in herbal blends, so again, to the layman who is perhaps not into tea, what exactly does that mean? Herbal teas. Yes, definitely. So um, actually, great question. So there is, tea is literally one solo plant. So you have the Camellia Senses plant, which is going to be green tea, black tea, white tea, oolong tea, pu'er. They're all actually the same plant. Everything else is technically not tea at all. It's considered an herb or a root or stem something completely different. So um, when I say herbal tea, that literally means I'm taking herbs and blending them with tea leaves. Mm -hmm. Technically, if there is no tea in the blend, it's not tea at all. Right. So that's kind of layman terms, best way to put it. Yeah. Now help a little bit? Tea, a little bit, yeah. Now teas and herbs, do we grow much of this stuff in the United States or is the the vast majority of it imported? Tea itself, um, the plant itself, is imported because there so there is a United States tea like group that is trying to develop here. Mm-hmm. Reality is though um, tea plants don't grow well in the United States. We mm-hmm. just don't have the right conditions for a good tea plant. Where it typically grows is going to be in Asia, mm. um, 
Typically, you want it to be like in a higher altitude. That'll get a better tea leaf, more uh, flavor in it, more health properties. But then you'll also find it in northern Africa and India. Obviously, everybody knows mm -hmm. there's tea in India. Um, but places like that, everything else, as for herbs, we have a lot of herbs in the United States. Um, turmeric root, for example, we do have a local source that grows turmeric root, which when I found that out, I didn't expect that because typically that comes from India. So that was fun. But um, rosemary, sage, right. um, all these different herbs, they all are grown here. So would it be fair to say then, obviously, tea being a very traditional product that goes back generations, hundreds of years yeah. uh, in, in different parts of the world, especially Asia. But is that something that's happening in the United States right now is is just more innovation when it comes to tea, more flavors, more herbs, yes. more organic approaches? I think so. I think that's pretty much what's going on. I actually think what's happening is we're bringing back what we used to focus on. So mm. um, when we first came to America, just using America as an example, herbal medicine, traditional uh, medicine was very common. It was a huge part of it. So when you looked at um, healing methods, it usually came from herbs and different herbal blends. They would always have in their backyards a big herb garden historically, and they would go out there and they'd pick their lavender, they'd pick whatever it was in accordance to what was going on with the person. So to me, I look at it more or less like we're kind of realizing it's unnecessary to have all these chemically enhanced drugs. And the most 75% of all pharmaceutical drugs are actually mimics of plants. So if you look at white willow, for example, white willow is what they make Advil off of. So um, if you want to solve your headache and not have any of the nasty side effects from Advil or Tylenol, if you just drink some white willow tea and let that steep for about 15 minutes, that will help dramatically. That's kind of the fun of it. Like, I feel like now people are just bringing, they're bringing back what we used to do, recognizing that there wasn't really a need for us to stem away from it. So what's going on right now at uh, Positivity? Uh, take us through, say, a general day, a standard day in the life of, of Tiffany at Positivity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use today as an example. Um, so today I went over to the tea lab and got my ingredient um, order in. So I did inventory on that, made sure everything was there. Then I came here to meet with you. And then after this, I'm going to go back to the tea lab, which is basically my production space. And I'm going to do production all day long. So basically I'm blending for Nashville and I'm going to Nashville tomorrow and I'm mm -hmm. going to meet Husk and Rose, Eighth and Rose, um, Thistle Farms places like that I sell at. And I'm going to basically go over there and do my deliveries. And yeah, that's a typical day. It just depends. Yesterday I did web work. Um, I don't take out loans or anything. So I'm really kind of a broke business is the best way to put it. So self-financed. Self-financed. Yes. And so everything <laughs> I do, I do it. So my web work, I do that. And yesterday um, I finally launched it. And the day before that, I transferred my domain and then for the last month, I've been building a new web page. So, so, so you're yeah. not, um, you do not have, you're not looking to establish, or are you looking to establish a, a brick and mortar, you know, shop, or are you more of like a distributor, um, a supplier? So I'm more of a distributor supplier. Mm -hmm. I have had a brick and mortar shop actually in Murfreesboro. So that's kind of where um, everything started since I was at MTSU and it was called the Tiny Tea Factory. It was a wonderful space, but reality is, unless I have 
more employees or any employees, I don't have any right now, then it's really impossible to be able to have a brick and mortar and also do the wholesale kind of production side mm-hmm. of it as well. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. I almost died, literally spirit-wise, <laughs> when I had the tiny Don't tea do factory. that. That's bad for business. Yeah, I was like, yeah. you're not even positive anymore because you're just working so much that you pretty much can't keep up. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, if I ever kind of grow to the point where I feel comfortable and have enough help, I'll totally open up spaces. And I have a lot of ideas for these spaces. One of them is called The House. It's really like organic. There's cooking classes. I'll teach you how to blend. There's going to be an art like rec room there, a library where you can sit and hang out, a really cool like vegan cafe in there too. Outside, there's going to be a big garden. But imagine that's a lot of work and a Mm -hmm. lot of money. And so that's a distant goal. So I do have that in mind. It's all in the back. I'm a big dreamer. So eventually these things will happen. It just slow and steady. There you go. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Chattanooga Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center. Brian Joyce, that's my name. We're broadcasting live from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And my guest here is Tiffany Malapanis. And Tiffany is the owner of Positivity. Well, Tiffany, how many, uh, right now, how many blends are you producing? Consistently that are available to sell online and like at all markets, 24 plus. Wow. Yes. Um, And then I have a couple that are signature to a couple different businesses. So Mm -hmm. like Husk has their very own iced tea blend. Um, You can only get it there. Main Street Meats has their own blend as well. Um, Thistle Farms, they have three of their own blends, um, which is really fun. So they, you can only get it there type thing. In your workspace, you call the tea lab. Yes. All of these teas being blended and produced there. in the tea lab. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so from there to sort of take this product to market, is that uh, is that really just a, a matter of you getting out there in the car, driving around to different restaurants, right. businesses, supply, whatever it might be, people who might be interested yes. in stocking this product? Yes, that's exactly what I do. So basically, I... Like, for example, today's a production day after this, so I'll go make all the different blends and everybody's orders, and then tomorrow is a delivery day, so I will go around to all the different places that I sell and deliver their teas. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun, actually, as it's a lot of work, and everybody's always like, why do you go to Nashville? That's such a long drive. Why don't you just ship it? And I'm like, there's something about being able to go and see where your product's being sold and having that connection with these Well, you also, it's, it's, it's clear that you have a passion for this. Yes. And I find any time in my life, uh, the work that I do radio, I just, I have a passion for it. I find that when you are doing something that's a passion of yours, it just, it doesn't necessarily feel like work. It's not, it's fun. You wouldn't be doing anything else. Exactly. Yeah. I've imagined it and I've thought, oh, okay, well, if you had to get a different job, what would you get? And I'm like, First off, I don't think I could work for anybody else now. (laughs) You know what I mean? And second off, like, it would be so nerdy, whatever I did, just because I just, I love it. Everything I do about it, like, I'm working on a new blend for a potential new client right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited, actually. That's, like, the last thing I need to do today, but probably the first thing I will do, because that's the funnest part of my job, is coming up with new concepts and new So would you have, would you have restaurants or cafes, people like this, coming to you to commission a tea the way somebody would commission an artist to create something exclusively for them? Yes, actually, great way to put it. Um, That's exactly what, uh, that's how I started working with Husk and Thistle Farms. 
I didn't really know much about business when I started the company and they actually seek me out. Same with Main Street Meats. And they were like, we want our own blend. Can you do this? And I said, sure. You know, basically I can make you anything you want. You can tell me like the health properties that you want it to have and then the flavor um, concept you want it to have as well. If it has caffeine, if it doesn't, and I can make that. And that's what we've done there. So if there are any businesses that want that, it's a lot of fun. And it's one of those things where it's like, you can only get this here. We right. love tea and mm -hmm. here's our tea. You know what I mean? So if you're, for example, I, I don't know why I'm using a library as an example, but I'm going to. Um, if you're a library and you have people that come in and they're trying to focus and study and they need a little bit more awareness, I would put like rosemary in there, green mm. tea for sure, ginkgo is going to be in there, peppermint, a central nervous system stimulant, you know what I mean? Things like that to help them focus and study and do whatever it is that they might want to do in a library. So, well, because I'm I'm sort of a, an amateur at tea like a lot of people, but I do know, you know, some of these, yeah, obviously some of these blends can put you to sleep, some of them wake you up, some yes. of them pep you up. So, mm -hmm. I suppose you want to be very careful what you are putting in. Oh, <laughs> yes, you have to be very aware and yeah. it's a it's a fine balance cuz um sometimes you think like, for example, this is a beautiful example. Um hibiscus. Mm -hmm. Hibiscus flower will naturally lower your blood pressure. So, if you have really high blood pressure, drink some hibiscus tea, it will dramatically lower your blood pressure, you'll be fine. But licorice root is a beautiful plant, It's mm. or a beautiful root. It actually is naturally sweet, 500 times sweeter than sugar. So a lot of people like licorice root to be put into their tea because it'll give them that natural sweetness, but that will raise your blood pressure. Um, it's good for people that have low blood pressure, so it'll raise it up a little bit. But if you have high blood pressure and you make a hibiscus licorice root tea because you want a sweet, fruity tasting tea, you're kind of avoiding that um, lowering of the blood pressure out. You know, you won't, your blood pressure won't raise that much like it would typically with the licorice root, but at the same time, it's kind of like voiding itself out. So if I were to make a blend that was for people with high blood pressure, I would never mm -hmm. put licorice root in it. Or moms, I would never put licorice root in um, a pregnancy tea because right. they don't want all, it retains a little bit of water as well into mm -hmm. your body. And mm -hmm. that's not good for when you're pregnant because it might cause you to have a miscarriage. So is there, is there, it just having this conversation, it, it almost leads me to believe that there's a craft tea movement or we were talking yes. earlier today, we were talking to somebody who's in the, the craft spirits business and we were talking about craft beers, craft yeah. spirits. When you look at tea or coffee, you know, you go to the grocery store and you see Lipton. Lipton is the big brand name that's yeah. on the shelves. At the same time, though, it would seem to me like you have a lot of local people like you who are doing this stuff organically, who are supplying and producing uh, directly to the vendors who want to to sell this stuff. Is is that really, has there been a growth sort of in a, I, I don't know if craft tea would be the right term, but just a, <laughs> a more local organic approach to this? I would definitely say so. And I think the primary reason for this is, in general, the why people are seeking out good beer, good tea, mm -hmm. good coffee, good craft spirits. It's awareness. It's really interesting, actually, because when I started blending for myself about 11, 12 years ago, I would go around with a mason jar full of tea all the time. Didn't mm -hmm. matter where I was. And I got so many weird looks, so many comments that were like, what are you doing? Um, and mind you, this was in Massachusetts too. Um, so you would think they'd be a little bit more innovative, but it wasn't until 
probably the last two, three years that people are really starting to bring this consciousness to what they're drinking. There's more than just the concept of like the craft concept. It's like when you look at Lipton tea, how long has it been sitting in their warehouse? Forever. Mm -hmm. It's not a quality cup of tea. It's loaded with pesticides. So on top of it, when you're drinking it, you're not getting all those health properties because you're actually getting a lot of those pesticides and chemicals in your body. And then the real big thing that eventually I want to target, bringing it into the humanistic concept, uh, more human rights, Lipton is a supporter of tea plantations that do not treat their employees well, that don't treat the farmers well. Um, these farmers, nine out of 10 of them, have really poor health. If they go to the local clinic, most of them are in really poor health conditions. They don't have the right living conditions. They don't have their rights heard. Um, their children aren't educated. They're not capable of growing or expanding their communities. It's a really sad place to be. So I think the awareness is out there for more than just like a, hey, I want something for myself to be great. But I also want to put in positive energy into myself, knowing that this product came from somebody that's being mm. treated right. And that's a positive impact on the global community more than just right here, right now. You know what I mean? So looking on a more conscious global scale is my thought. And that's why we're kind of steering away from some of these bigger companies because mm. we're bringing that awareness. You're listening once again to Chattanooga Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center, downtown Chattanooga. Brian Joyce, that's my name. And my guest is Tiffany Malapanis. And Tiffany is the owner of a company that she started called Positivity. Tiffany, so we were you were mentioning that uh, all of these teas, 100% organic. Yes. We've talked about this, but get back into it. Why this organic movement and, and why is that your angle here? Great question. So every blend that I make has a very holistic approach to it. Uh, when I make a blend, it's going to be very intentional. It's going to be for the brain, the body, the heart, um, inflammation, whatever, sleeping, whatever. Now, if it was conventional, if I was using conventional ingredients, that basically means um, they can spray them with pesticides. They can put whatever on them. Chemicals could be all over them. So think about it. If you're drinking a tea that's supposed to help you with inflammation, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you have so many chemicals that are built up in there. Those chemicals are not going to help your inflammation at all. So you may think, oh, I'm getting this tea that's going to be really helpful for inflammation. Well, actually, you're kind of hurting your body more than you're helping it by putting all those unnecessary chemicals in your body. So for me, I look at it like everything has to be 100% organic because of that, because you want this to be a pure natural healing um, product. Like I don't want to give anything any or anyone, anything I wouldn't want to drink myself. Mm. And so to me, I look at it like more on the healing retrospect, like that's my goal. You know what I mean? So that's why organic to me is so important. And look at the environment. Like there is absolutely no need to spray everything down. Our water systems are getting polluted. All of the ground is getting polluted. It takes three years for them to kind of clean the, the earth mm -hmm. um, after it's been a conventional <clears throat> farm. So that's a long period of time to get it back to quality standards. Organic, what that means is natural, just normal. There, I think the opposite should be everything that's sprayed should be labeled and everything that's organic should be expected. Like 
it should be expected that it's. And so all of the ingredients that are going into your teas, you can trace all of these back confidently to farmers who have produced this free of chemicals and 100% organically. 100%. Yes. And now, uh, also, I want to ask you about the term fair trade, because you were, you were just sort of getting into this and alluding to it when you talk about uh, some of the conditions in, in Asia and in third world countries where, where a lot of these products are produced. Specifically, when you talk about, uh, it seems like in particular with coffee and tea, fair trade, that's sort of like a catch-all term we've started to hear a lot about over the past five or 10 years. Explain what exactly that means and your approach to that. Beautiful. So fair trade, it means exactly what it sounds like. It's a fair trading process. So the people that are involved, the farmers that you're getting these um, ingredients from, coffee or tea or whatever you might be getting, they're getting a fair wage. They're getting fair working conditions, safe working conditions. Um, Their children and their communities are capable of growth because of the ability to have that fair wage and safe working conditions. Um, So that's primarily what fair trade means. That and direct trade are kind of what you should be looking for when you're getting a product that is sourced um, internationally, just so that you know like that human aspect of it, the human right concept is still there. So that's primarily what it means. Mm -hmm. Now, the next step, uh, my guest here once again, Tiffany Malapana, she's the owner of Positivity. The next step for Positivity, where do you go from here? Well, just keep growing, do my best to grow a little bit at a time. Um, Eventually, this is a long-term goal, but I would like to start sourcing as much as I can locally for the ingredients that are grown here. Like Mm -hmm. rosemary, I just started getting from harvest here. Mm -hmm. Um, They kind of connect local farms and everything like that. Um, So anyway, so as much local as I can get, then I'd like to start, uh, eventually, this is a distant goal, going to the different um, tea plantations around the world Mm -hmm. um, and getting it directly there so that I can see that their conditions are fair. And that way, it's more of a personal, like, I know that these communities are growing. I know these people are being treated well um, and make it more like I can provide other people with the sourcing of fair trade as well so that it's not just like a small fraction of the plantations are being treated well, but all of them like try and make a revolution like um, like let's bring more awareness, more global um, responsibility to the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my goal. And then a, a long, long distant goal. I'd love to have a sustainable organic herbal farm. Um, that would be phenomenal. And then that obviously, then I'd build the house there and it'd be the coolest <laughs> place on the planet. And everybody's like, wow, can I come here? Because it's so cool. You know what I there mean? There we go. Yeah. And uh, I was told before we came on the air, you do have an event that's coming up on April 5th that I know you're looking forward to, something exciting. What's yeah. that all about? Yeah, good uh, good uh, topic. So basically, I'm going to Nutrition World on the 5th of April at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Everybody's welcome. It's a free event, and it's a teaology class. So what that means is we're going to talk about all the different kinds of tea in a little bit more detail. We're going to talk about their specific health benefits, and then we're going to talk about a couple herbs just so you get a general concept and how to brew them well and enjoy a cup of tea that's loose leaf, um, not necessarily in a bag, and kind of exposing it to being a lot easier than people recognize. So it's just going to be a really educational, fun Mm -hmm. event. So if anybody has a question about tea or they'd 
love to learn a little bit more, that's the place to do it. So. Absolutely. And in terms of uh, potential future partnerships, I know you're looking to obviously grow your company. You have some partners, uh, people you work with in Nashville. You have a base in Chattanooga. Are you looking to grow the company in that way too? Are you looking for people to come in and perhaps team up with you, investors, uh, anything like that? My concept for investors is that I kind of have this whole theory of is, if positivity is supposed to exist, it will, which basically means it will grow at the pace that it needs to. And if nobody wants it anymore, if nobody is interested in it anymore, that's fine. And I'll just do something else that I'm totally accepting of that. But I love it to be able to organically grow on its own. Mm -hmm. um, so the investor concept, I'm kind of stepping away from that. Um, I debated it back and forth a couple months ago. And then I just said, no, I just like it growing organically. And as for teaming up, I'd love to work with more businesses, especially around Chattanooga. I just moved to Chattanooga in June, so mm -hmm. I don't really know as many businesses. But I am um, still kind of looking for a couple employees. So I'm kind of... I'm, Got a lot of work right now. So <laughs> it's one of those things where I have kind of a list of people that I'm trying to hit. So, hopefully. And in terms of the businesses you're looking to attract, I mean, obviously restaurants, cafes, but there could be others in there too. I mean, you were talking earlier about libraries. You're talking, I mean, yeah. what kind of businesses are you looking to attract? Anything, honestly, um, you know, grocery stores, mm -hmm. libraries, anybody that's like, hey, we're trying you know, yoga studios, mm -hmm. health clubs, places like that, they can make their own blend. I have a tea, it's called Runner's Recovery. It's literally for post-workout slash post-running. Mm -hmm. um, and that would be perfect for a health club. Anything you can think of, places that want to give their employees the opportunity to take a mindful moment is the best way to put it. You know, like a tea break, that's very mindful and it helps center the brain. It helps bring you back down. So if you're working, 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 um, sometimes you kind of, you're not as productive because your mind kind of starts running ahead of you. But if you take a minute every couple hours and you come back and make a cup of tea, chill out, that's really productive for your employees. So even if there's businesses that want right. to kind of do that. So anything if, you know. Well, and your, your background is in nutritional science. Yes. So mm -hmm. in terms of any companies, any health clubs, yoga studios, uh, gyms, things like that, you, you can bring a lot to the table oh, yes. uh, when it comes to just an all-around approach to health. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm actually getting ready to kind of uh, send out my event list for the year. And I'm going to have a couple things that are going to be tea and wellness and health all together. So kind of talking about the basis of nutrition and how to incorporate tea in that, because I have noticed that there's this huge trend now in like these fit teas and like skinny mint teas. And basically it's just basically telling, I know this because of my cousin who's 15 wants the skinny mint tea. And so <laughs> I'm on this mission to come up with this blend for her, but I'm like a little concerned because a lot of the ingredients, they're good, but then they're kind of counteractive. Like sienna leaf is actually, it's a laxative. You know what I mean? So I don't want my 15-year-old cousin <laughs> on a laxative for 28 days. Right. So instead, I kind of look at it like there's a need for people to bring that balance of life. So mm. the awareness of nutrition and how to eat well, the, the ability to move, like bringing movement into your life is huge. And then letting tea complement that. So, you know, you'll help your liver out. You'll definitely enhance your nutritional benefits. If you have nettle in your life, if you have dandelion root, milk thistle. But if you're eating a Big Mac every day, 
it's going to do nothing for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So my thought is like, hey, let's let's balance the whole of your life. Look at it from all perspectives. So those will be coming out soon. Those events will. Fantastic. Once again, you're listening to Chattanooga Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center, downtown Chattanooga. And my guest here today has been Tiffany Malapana. She is the owner of Positivity. And Tiffany, certainly appreciate the time. Great conversation. Before I do let you go, I know you have a website. So any potential uh, customers, clients, businesses who are interested in working with you, how do they find you? You can go on my webpage, um, just www.positifitea.com. Um, I just launched my new webpage. So it's super easy to navigate. Um, there are a couple of glitches. If you find them, please email me, <laughs> but you can definitely email me or give me a call. Um, also, if you want to just kind of experiment with tea, I just started this new tea of the month club. So everybody mm. can go online and sign up for that. It's really inexpensive. It gets you a month worth of tea, a variety of different teas and I send you educational material to correlate with what you get so you know what you're drinking and how to drink it. Yeah. So super fun. Good stuff. All right. Tiffany Malapanis, owner of Positivity. Folks, once again, you can check her out at www.positivity.com and that's with two F's. And uh, Tiffany, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was great. All right. Once again, folks, Chattanooga Business Radio. We have been broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center, downtown Chattanooga. Brian Joyce, that's my name. I'm the host of the show, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you.